0: Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Transcendence. I'm your host, DJ Smiley Mike, and with me in the studio tonight... DJ Solitaire. Welcome back. Great to be back. How long has it been? Only
1: a few months. Yes! This is unbelievable. Finally! It's like uh, the first time in a long time it's been
0: more than once a year, let alone once a season. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been needing this. Absolutely um so uh what's what's new what's it's it's only been a few months yeah well How are we gonna fill the time we are gonna fill well with a lot of talking and music
1: as usual i suspect <laughs> uh, we're pretty good at both of those um i i was thinking uh i mean what i mentioned last time as well when i was leaving because you know that was i was giving a bit of a report on the uh the zna festival right that retro festival in uh in portugal and I was thinking, you know, I do want to come back and play New School because I don't want to be just known as somebody who specializes in retro music because, you know, this is really a movement that's supposed to be devoted towards, you know, looking towards the future. And um, as much as there's some important energy that's held in those, you know, the music that was written in the formative years of uh, of the scene, uh, there still is a lot of great music being that, that is being produced as much as, uh, you know, a lot of old schoolers tend not to think so. And so I wanted to play some new school stuff uh, you know which is actually pretty new this is all stuff from the last year
0: Well and it's funny I, I, I do I definitely understand I know that sort of old school mm. sort of jaded hey my time was the best time and you know mm-hmm. it's never gonna be recreated it's never gonna feel the same all that kind of stuff like I you know but also for me because even back then it was always about the music and it wasn't. I Actually, last week, my friend Dan, he was in the studio. He was the one in probably like ninety one ninety two got me interested in listening to electronic music, which at the time, there weren't a lot of places to hear it. And, um, and so that was kind of a treat. But also, you know, like because I loved the music back then, it wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Like it was I certainly wasn't doing it to fit in. Mm hmm. But now I have that same thing. Because I still love the music. And now with new school tracks, like there's stuff that I don't think is that great. And then there's this stuff that I think, wow, that's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. Yes. And I don't really care when it was made or like it just, something stands out in it that says to me, that like, that yeah. gets me going. Absolutely. I feel that track.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, this is where, uh, you know, confirmation bias is a really powerful thing. And so, you know, people will find evidence to support whether, you know, the new school music is better or the old school music is better. And really, it's just that, you know, good music is good music. Um, And, you know, our memories can get a little bit doctored like that. You know, there was a lot of cheesy, not so great music that was being made back when the old school tracks that we still listen to were being made. And we just tend to ignore those now because we've got our favorites and we've got the stuff that we really like. So I think it's like this now, you know, there's a lot more producers now, and so there's a lot more music that's out there. So you really do have to, you know, uh, search for these needles in the haystacks to find, like, the real gems when there's a lot of stuff that's pretty average that's being made. Which,
0: funnily enough, is kind of like it was in the old school. I mean... This is it. When... Uh, You know, like, it's so easy to find, like, track. Like, everybody just logs onto their computer. There's, like, all these different places to choose from. You can listen to whatever you want. Like, going to the record store it used to you used to have to dig through loads Mm -hmm. and loads of crap right like it's not like you went there and everything there was magic it's like you went there and maybe five percent of stuff was magic Mm -hmm. well now there's so much stuff online if you still say well five percent of it is what's good and the rest of it is you got to filter through all this other stuff Mm -hmm. right like
1: Well, I mean, that's that's it as well. And I I remember, you know, that, of course, you know, like the first Dragonfly compilation that I got, you know, back in 1994, it's 25 years ago this month. I remember it was in December 94. I know that's really sort of making hairs on all kinds of places stand up. It's like really kind of scary. Not for Uh, long because we'll have lost all our hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speak speak for yourself. But right now it's there. So uh, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that was like every track was a killer. And I remember when I started, you know, and then the first tip compilation, every track was a killer and concept and dance. And then I remember though, around 95, 96 buying comps and saying, there's only one or two good tracks on here, but you know, I would pay 20 or $25 for a CD to get a couple of good tracks. And you know, yeah, there's a lot of forgettable stuff. And the thing is, you know, when we look back on the music collections that we have of these great tracks from the nineties, there's a lot of stuff we didn't include in there. So it is the same thing now that you know not everything is going to appeal and i'm not saying again in terms of like better worse or what like everybody's got different styles and the stuff that they're going to appreciate and so on right um there is, you know, maybe there aren't as many classics now as it seems, because we've heard so much music for such a long time that it takes something else for a, a track to stand out in the way that, you know, an X Dream or a Hallucinogen or uh, you know, Man with No Name track that some of those epic ones, like the first time we heard that riff and nobody had made a riff like that before, so it really stood out. Um and so, you know, it is harder for things to get noticed in the same way now. I still think there is a lot of fantastic music that's being made now. I know a lot of people are very critical of the uh, 16th note, um, you know, Lone Ranger bass line, as it's called, you know, the galloping bass line of da 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 da, da. Um, I don't think it has to be as awful as everybody says, because that's just one layer of how many layers and what's going on above that. So, um, you know, some of the tracks that I have planned for today actually really don't have that baseline and some one or two do, you know, so there is a variety out there. And it's, it's all like, you know, what's the whole package of the music? Well, um,
0: we were talking before the show, too, and like I do, I think there are sometimes baselines that I will shy away from because I feel like there's not, a, they're not hard enough hitting or something or uh-huh. they're not, there's something lacking in them but i don't know that i typically choose a track because of its baseline like never i am much more i want there to be progressions and ups and downs and like what i don't know what you're the class rhythm harmony like different uh, lines there's all these different layers (laughs) yeah
1: and so you know and you know for example when people talk about the kick or or the baseline you know when you're dancing that stuff disappears your body takes over that level And your mind and emotions really tune into the other levels of like what's above that and what's above sort of the middle of the keyboard and up. So what's really going on there? So I think that, um, you know, I think it's a little bit exaggerated. I think, you know, people are looking at this really from a home listening perspective. And this music actually really wasn't made to be heard at home. But I think a lot, you know, too many people are listening to it a lot at home when, you know, there was no Internet back when the scene started so you had to go to events to hear it and if you had some music you know you did listen at home but it wasn't as much it was still very much about you know event-based so um so I think our ears have gotten a little bit skewered in a sense or skewed rather um, probably skewered as well (laughs) um you know um in terms of how it is that we're hearing music by listening to it at home too much um but you know there there is still tons of great music I will still play stuff you know that uh, a lot of old schoolers will frown upon because they think that you know you shouldn't play anything with that bass I completely disagree <laughs> um I but like I th- think that one of the shifts that's taken place which is very different in the sense that you know right now there's a lot more artist sets like artist producer sets than there are DJ sets and DJs who are assigned to a certain label tend to play just stuff from that label. And that label tends to play stuff from, you know, it sounds like an artist set. So it sounds like it's all the same production and it's all in the same key. Yeah. Or it's all got the same baseline. So I think people have gotten used to hearing DJ sets and hearing producer sets that don't have that variety of baseline and don't have the variety of musical structure and uh, composition and so on, that, you know, even an artist like Hallucinogen or Do for someone, like, you could recognize the flavor, Total Eclipse is a great example. Um, You know, you could recognize the flavor, and yet there was always some variety that was still there. And so I think now it's harder because a lot of people are not used to looking in that way, but, you know, I still aim to not play a whole set of one sound. So that you get that variety and it's not going to be monopolized by a certain structure or sound
0: or format. I think that there's a laziness element and maybe not even laziness, um, an easiness. because And so maybe as a DJ starting out, like if you are mixing a set that has a very similar sound throughout it, mm-hmm. it's much easier mm-hmm. than putting together a set that is very diverse and mm-hmm. changes um, you know, styles a lot. and
1: For sure. But the thing is, I think also it depends what, what have people been exposed to. So, you know, not to put all the onus on these DJs that, who are starting out, because, you know, if they're listening to people who are playing it in that way, then that's what they're going to emulate. And so, yes, it is easier to mix those kinds of tracks. And, you know, it is kind of cool when it's like, oh, it's all in the same key, or it's all, you know, A and D and those mixed together really well, and it sounds like it was engineered in the same studio because they're using all the same presets <laughs> on Logic. Um, but... uh but, you know, there are other ways of mixing and I think this is the problem is that, you know, uh, a lot of folks haven't uh, been to parties where there was a breakdown that wasn't like a breakdown in the middle of a track. It was like, you know, the track was let was allowed to sort of play out at the end while a new one was coming in to give a dancer a chance to breathe and to sort of, you know, experience sort of, you know, sort of end that part of the journey and turn a corner. And there are no corners, really. There's no like going around the bend, like the river sort of meandering and changing direction now uh, in terms of storylines from a lot of DJs and particularly ones who weren't around in the 90s. I, I mean, I have known people who weren't around in the 90s at parties and they, they just had that, that gift. They knew how to make that storyline. It was just instinctive. But a lot of folks, you know, if you're not exposed to it, you're not going to really know that not everything needs to be completely beat matched or kick matched, I should say um and that it doesn't have to stay the same sound all the time and that the bpm doesn't have to go all in one direction and um yeah so uh, i think there's a there's a lot more that is possible now when
0: you are looking for new school tracks mm. how do you find them what do you uh, yeah. how do you even get started like for me like i i, I get started and Usually, once I get started, then I'm down the like there's you, a rabbit there's, hole. like a rabbit hole, and it's taking you on twists and turns, and you're yeah. following one thing, which
1: is fantastic because you know it used to be like you know we would digitally you know with our with our actual physical hands be flipping through records right and CDs or whatever at the shop, and now you're sort sort of you're scrolling your mouse and you're sort of digitally doing that kind of well. And my path through. is
0: often similar. Like so, I mean, when it was records, there would if I saw that like as somebody that I knew remixed something yeah. then I would listen to that and then if I liked it yeah. then what whoever they were remixing would go yes. on my like watch list and if it was on a label that all of it, I thought oh there's I've had a couple tracks on that label I'm going to start paying attention to it. and so mm-hmm. I do the same thing digitally mm-hmm. it's just so much faster to go so much deeper so much quicker
1: yeah it is and yet you know because you have to filter through that much more you know the challenge is stuff can easily be overlooked yeah um, you know, and you can listen to like 30 second or one minute excerpts, which is fantastic. So it is a lot easier to get a lot of stuff. Um, that said, I'm really lucky that I get a lot of things directly from labels and from artists. So I've got a, um, you know, I'm, I represent Matsuri Digital, so I'm getting all of their promos. And Tsuyoshi uh, sends me also some stuff that's also not from the label, which I'm very fortunate uh, to be receiving. Uh, then other artists, you know, um, ins uh, I do get Twisted Records stuff um, as well. And uh, Dragonfly, I've got the new Dragonfly compilation. I was fortunate enough to get a promo of that before it dropped last week, and we're going to be hearing some of that tonight. So I, I, I am on some mailing lists uh, by virtue of connections and having been in the scene in a long time and writing reviews and so on. Uh, but I do also sometimes, you know, I'm like I need to go into B-Port and hear what's out there. And, you know, I just played at a gig this last week and, uh, you know, the DJs both before and after me were playing stuff that was outside of my realm and I was like, you know, this- some of this would go really well in a Psy set that would, you know, break a little bit outside of the boundaries, you know. So there's so many subgenres that have evolved, you know, whether, you know, people call it Forest or what or whatever else or Twilight. Or there's all these new genres that I actually am not 100% sure what they mean because that didn't well, exist when we got gosh. into the scene. I know. <laughs> and yet do I. <laughs> yeah. And yet, you know, the thing is, you know, when you hear, you know, a lot of DJs tend to play like a whole set of that sound. And I'm like, you know, I was listening to this one track um, from uh, Alicia, you know, DJ Jolie, who played before me. She was this fantastic set. You know, she's very versatile and she has a lot of, you know, like some more, she can do more progressive and funky stuff. And there was this one track and I was like, yeah, you know, I could actually work that. Like, I wouldn't have found that otherwise because it's probably on a label that would, you know, I don't know how it would have been, you know, cross-section, you know, the label uh, marker on... um, on beatport online to find it might not be under Cytrance, so uh so i think that it's uh it's important to go hear other people play and that helps and you know then you know, take my phone out and take a screenshot of their computer <laughs> and say, sort of like, excuse me but i'm going to be looking for that track you know because uh i need to start pushing as well outside of my comfort zones and i think this is one of the things that's uh led the scene to stagnate a little bit is where producers who are you know gigging every weekend you know one of the reasons they might you know the the, tr- the tracks might be getting so monochromatic is like how much time do they have to put in the st- you know in the studio yeah. when you know they get back on the Sunday or the Monday and they're leaving on the Friday for the next gig and you know, they've got their life and it's like how much time do you have to put in to do something really creative and break some boundaries whereas you know before they would be in the studio for like a week or two you because it wasn't done on the computer they couldn't like the synths had to be set as they were set for that track until they finished that track And so they really sat and marinated and experimented. And Hmm. it's a lot easier when you're actually twiddling actual knobs, you know, synchronicity comes in and creates a sound. Oh, I wasn't thinking that was going to happen, but something just happened. Let's go with that. A little bit like, you know, when we're flipping through a record and, you know, something catches your eye. It's a bit difficult. It's more difficult for it to catch your eye when it's all the same font on the computer screen. Yeah. Right? So so I think that, um, you know, it's it's important to you know for me still to go to gigs that i might not otherwise go to or to hear dj's as well and not just you know go play my set and leave um and to start looking outside of the boundaries of you know just because i do get music from artists like that's that's great and i know it's all killer stuff and i'm only going to play the stuff that i really like and um i'm also really interested in finding some stuff that i might not find otherwise
0: it's uh it's been it's interesting having had the radio show for so long, because if I was going out to different gigs every week, I could probably get away with playing a lot of the same stuff. Um, But on air, it's like, well, you know, there's occasionals where I'm like, hey, last week's set, I really liked it, but it kind of didn't go perfect. I'm going to redo it kind of, but twist it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, I try and play stuff that's different. And a lot of the time, I try and play, like, as much new stuff, whether it's Mm. new or, like, it could be from, like, two or three years ago but it's new to me or it hasn't been, show. Play, hasn't been played yet totally yeah but i also then because of that i get bored and mm-hmm. so i end up exploring like i'll and i'll bounce around and i'll be like you know what i haven't played breakbeat in a while and yeah. and i'll go and like explore and try and find some decent breakbeat traps or i'll go and i've been in deep trance like the last uh, few weeks, and I'm like, oh, I forgot like how much I love deep trance. Mm-hmm. And then I come back to something psychedelic, and I'm like, I haven't played anything like a little more up tempo psychedelic in a while. You're coming on the show, I'm like, oh, I'd start digging through stuff. Like, oh, this is wicked good. <laughs> right. But
1: uh, I think a lot of it is also not just like, uh, you know, the task. Of like I have to find this music like really you have to find this music to play because I have to go to this you know like what's the difference when it's like I really want to play this music that I love I really want to play this I want people to enjoy this music um, it's very different than you know like if we have an emotional relationship with the music and I know we talked about this in a previous interview that um, you know when you and I met on the dance floor when I came from behind the decks when I was playing that euphoria remix of this that extreme track you know, and it was because I loved the track, I noticed a big difference in how the audience was reacting. Yeah. As well as the fact that it's like a freaking amazing track, right? So I think that when we're enjoying ourselves and when we're experimenting or pushing our limits, it's a very different story than when we're just sort of, you know, going through, you know, what what is it that we usually do? and uh okay need to do this i need to fill this requirement and it's it's a very different approach and i think that's also what it was like when they were making the music back in the 90s and one of some of the energy that seems to be infused in that early music is the creativity and the experimentation and the originality and the creativity which now when it's become routine you know, that's not quite there and maybe that's the issue and it's not the baseline, it's really just the fact that it's all cut and pasted and done sort of as a routine so they can sort of, you know, put it out and get another gig. Yeah. Um, you know, and I can't speak to the fact that that's exactly what's happening, you know, um, and so, but, you know, there is a real uh, you know, there's an unfortunately, there's an economic reality for these artists who, you know, we want to be making their music and they need to be making a living and right now the way for them to make the living is the gigs, but they need the tracks for the gigs as well, and they don't have much time to make them. So, yeah. it's a bit of a tough. It's a bit of a tough time creatively. I think
0: you've uh, you brought some tracks. Yeah. together. We've uh, talked ourselves out of background music. Okay, well, <laughs> we better
1: have some uh, <laughs> foreground
0: music then. Foreground music coming up. All right, DJ Solitaire about to go on the decks.
1: Thank you. mysterious and it's documentable and it's physical and sometimes it's not physical sometimes it appears almost like a
0: hologram it's beyond just lights in the sky or radar returns they've been investigating and looking into associated phenomena things that occur in proximity with what we call ufo's you're still tuned into Transcendence on CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver DJ Solitaire on the air for the last I don't even know how long you couldn't have played for that long because we talked for ages we always
1: talk for ages Yeah, well, sorry. I always talk for ages, and you uh, you put up with it.
0: I feel like I I I usually pull my share. You, yeah, you, you, you don't do have you. any trouble. For no, 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 day.
1: and it's it's great because I, I mean, haven't had to
0: like signal you
1: dead air, dead air. What do we do? What I do we know, say? I know. What's going to go on? No, I mean it's all fascinating to, fascinating to us anyway, and hopefully a few of the listeners. There's yeah. listeners. I thought it was I, just, I, yeah. I, like, exactly. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for some. What What did you think? I mean, it was like there's a lot of great new music being made now. Granted, all of those artists were active in the nineties, but you know, there is still a lot of, you know, there's also a lot of great musical artists as well. I think who we're producing just top-notch music. And there was a lot of elements in that music that we hear in the old tracks that we love from 20, 25 years ago.
0: So I definitely, I definitely heard a number of elements in there that were like sounded familiar and sounded mm-hmm. um I don't know, reminiscent of yeah. some of the older school tracks um, and retro tracks that I like. What I would what I'm curious and my challenge, so my challenge to you mm. sometime in, I don't know, like the next year or two years, whatever, like no rush. Mm. But like, what would you play if it doesn't have any of the old artists in it? New school tracks. Oh, I do. I mean, new school tracks. Yeah. Uh, but I want to, like, I want to hear your set. Oh, yeah. That's the. You, that's the You set have to come out to a party play. and hear me, hear me play as well. Yeah, I mean, I do that. Well, you know, I love, like,
1: yeah. I love coming out to hear you play. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. We know what the life life gets. Uh, life gets in the way. Oh, times, geez, but, yeah. man. Like, I know. I know. Especially I'll just, like, party nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But no, I mean, I, I do play stuff, you know, that is like, I've, I've played sets that's like all newer artists as well. And that's one of the things I was saying to, uh, you know, Smash. to somebody who is, um you know, somebody who booked me for something recently she's like oh yeah you know i i know your style because i heard you play last time i was like oh honey <laughs> 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 i actually you don't necessarily know what you're going to get when <laughs> when i play because you know I, I do play differently every time and i, I like to not sort of be happy to like sean i mean it's it's going to be psychedelic it's going to have goa elements It's going to have side trance elements but it's not going to be like you know what style I'm gonna play is
0: you know I don't know until I get there so. <laughs> what did yeah. you uh, what did you play for us tonight so tonight
1: uh, the first track was a remix of a disco hooligans track called hands-on uh, remixed by outer world elements and purple and uh, purple was uh, the dragonfly DJ back in the late 90s he and I both lived in the same neighborhood of London and uh, outer world elements is Jordan who's this brilliant musician this Greek guy who's great DJ as well and I've been playing his Outer World Element tracks, like I'm sure I played at a new school mix in in, uh, in here. I liked well.
0: that track, even like through your laptop speakers when yeah. you had sampled it before the show, and I thought, yeah. well, I immediately, I know, it stood out to me.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely top top level stuff. That's off a new uh, Spiral Tracks compilation. But Jordan's always sending me his stuff before it comes out, so I've got like a nice little archive of his of his materials, and he's he's just a top top musician. And working with Richard uh, Purple there, they just produced a scorching track. Um, The one after that is, uh, I think, the track of the year. That was Etnica with Tsuyoshi, Thunderbolt. And it's the opening track off the new Dragonfly compilation, Metamorphosis, which just came out this last Friday the 13th and um, that one I, I got an earlier mix of this from uh, Maori from uh, Etnica Pleiadians uh, when I went down to hear him in Seattle and I'd heard about this uh, friend of mine whose friends with Maori had heard it uh, Maori visited him in Milan and played it for him and he was just like just wait till you hear this track this is like the greatest thing ever and it's, it's, it's one of the greatest things ever um, so it's amazing that these artists who you know have been in the scene and sort of at the forefront of the scene for 25 years or so, that was their first collaboration. Um, you know, making a track together as far as I know. And um, I think it's an absolute killer. So uh, very exciting that dragonflies out with a new compilation and uh, that's certainly a brilliant opening for it. Um, then Is it loud? yeah, the background <laughs> music, so that's fairly fairly kicking stuff you got there. Well, you know, sorry. I got like, to like, keep up, right? I know. Sorry. I'm going to put on like deep trance. Yeah, like or uh, ambient. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, now that we've worked out, it's like, oh, I'm like ready, ready for a chill room. Um, after that was Spindrift, this track called Transfix. Now that just came out recently on uh, this label. I'm not sure how to pronounce this, Stereoemia or something like that. Um, He's a guy who I get the music directly from. He's a Swedish producer, was active in the 90s as well, never really made a name. And I mean, absolutely super tribal, deep, hypnotic stuff. Um, I sent some of his stuff to Tsuyoshi as well, and he was like, who is this guy? This is amazing. Um, and uh, he, he actually literally just sent me a new track this morning as well, which isn't this one. I just played one that uh, our folks at home can go buy if they want to go look it up. Um, so Spindrift, super, super musician. And after that was another one that was really old school, right? A Pleiadians track called uh, Magnetic
0: Fields, and uh, the Pleiadians have just come out with another album. For that, the was, that was the other, one of the other tracks that really stood yeah. out to me. I yeah. really liked that one.
1: Yeah. I mean, just uh, it's got all of the elements and it's you know got that big anthem and all these other, you know, all these figurations going up and down, and it's just that there's this hook with the chord that they have, and that was the sort of thing that you know you used to get. You know, you'd hear there was this harmonic signature that Doof had, or that Psychaos had, or the Prana had, and Hallucinogen, and and Pleiadians and you know that it's it's in there, and so you hear that, and there's just something about uh, you know the harmony and the chord that they're playing with that just really grabs you, and uh, so that's really exciting that they've uh, come out with a new album on uh, Ethnica Net Records. Uh, but yeah, Magnetic Fields for me, that's uh, another one of the tracks of the year. After that was another track from the Dragonfly compilation by Total Eclipse uh, in Merge with Space. So uh, Total Eclipse is recently, uh, so Stefan has been the one who's been active, sort of keeping Total Eclipse, you know, sort of going over the years. Loic, I think I mentioned, joined him in Portugal at the ZNA Festival where it just was, but he's been making music under a different name uh, with another fella. whose name escapes me now. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but anyway, they've they've merged forces now, so they, that he, he's uh, now part of uh, Total Eclipse officially, and this is a track they did together. And, you know, it did have that galloping bass line, and you don't notice it because there's so much other great, dark, gnarly, amazing musical stuff that's going on above it. So, um, you know, I think it just proves that uh, the bass line's only part of the equation. It's not the whole equation, and it's just a really deep dark track and with the ufo samples which you know used to be a really big part of the the scene as well right oh definitely yeah so uh so that was a a great little flavor after that sort of alien sounding chord that the palladians (laughs) were doing before that and then uh the last track is a preview because it's not out yet that's um a remix of prana's classic alien pets uh that was remixed by prastics with space cat Space Cat's kind of a really well-known artist Plastics is a new Israeli artist um, That's coming out on Mitsuri Digital Next year but on Bandcamp It's going to be available uh, for Christmas December 25th nice. So uh, Alien Pets is I mean I remember that before it was released uh, I moved to London in late 96 And I remember that from Tsuyoshi's sets back then And then, you know, when Geomantic dropped, everybody was, of course, super excited because, you know, there's more Prana stuff available, and uh, that was just one of everybody's favorite tracks that season, and... Again, a great remix, even though it, you know, it had, again, had the galloping bass line, but listen to all that other great stuff that there was. And uh, I was pointing out when it was on, you know, there was that sort of those up and down figurations that you used to hear in a lot of Man With No Name and all of those old tracks that w- I'm sure we were talking about the last time I was here. They're like, nobody's doing that anymore. <laughs> so I don't know if these guys have been tuning in or what, but <laughs> I'm really glad to hear that kind of stuff going on in some tracks again, because I think it's a, it's a, it's part of the lingo, if you will, is sort of like part of the musical language, I think, that really attracted us. When you hear those up and down figurations, there's something that really draws you into, you know, the change that's going on moment by moment. I
0: agree. It's all like that change. It's not staying. It's like something's always happening. You're, like, you're on the way up. You're on the way down. That's a Constant it. journey, constant change.
1: That's it. And that's the thing that I think is, re- you know, maybe that's what people get bored with, you know, when the kick is too regular, when it's, you know, that, like there isn't that kind of changing. But, you know, life, I think there's this, there's this delicate balance between you know the changing and the unchanging and so you know when the kick is you know that the kicks not changing then what is it above it that is changing and yeah. you, know, you get to experience that sort of shift and uh, I, I just love those sounds and I think those guys did a beautiful you know different kind of thing but uh, you know their vision of the track but I mean there's still a lot of the old elements in there that have just been updated with new sounds and I it went off I played it on Thursday and it, it just went off as, it was a storm so, nice yeah, it's a great one Great one.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming in again. It great to be. That, here. You know, I'm always happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Where do people find you online?
1: Uh, DJSolitaire.com is the website, and then it's got links to you know my SoundCloud, MixCloud, and uh, doing Instagram as well these days because you know Ooh, I know we got to keep <laughs> got to keep up with the youngins.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we got to do all of that. So, Very uh, hip. And on Facebook, you tag me on the on Facebook as well, yeah. and uh, so I'm pretty active on there
0: um and uh the if you missed part or if you want to catch the show again then the podcast should be up on citr.ca let's say within a couple days last time i was super fast it was super fast last time i'll see what i can do (laughs) awesome (laughs) thank you appreciate it